Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we bring you our second ever official episode of our Disney Influencers podcast. I was really worried that we were going to kind of let this thing go, but we did it. We were able to maneuver our way through Disney and find a legit cast member to come on and chat with us. I had a real, real awesome time talking to Garrett and Brooke. We shared so many of our own awesome stories and we did cover a couple different current events and I just was really happy with how the conversation flowed and just how fun I had just being able to just sit there and talk about Disney, just something that we all share in common, something that we all love. And I'm really looking forward to doing more of these in the future. So without further ado, sit back, enjoy our second episode of our Disney Influencer Series. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast, Brooke. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Garrett, it's great to have you back. This is our second episode. Um, I, I guess we're calling this uh, the Disney Influencers. Disney Influencers, we're out here. They didn't want the normal quote unquote influencers didn't want us. So we just had to had to uh, boss up and, and become our own. Yeah, Brooke, you would not believe how many people in the Disney community um, that I've tried to contact to get on this podcast. And so many people were not down to do it because they don't want to get down and talk about the real stuff. So Garrett and I are really stoked that you were down to come on and talk with us today. I'm, I'm glad I'm here. That's kind of terrible that people won't, don't want to talk about stuff, but you know, people need to know about Disney, whether it's good or bad. So I'm kind of surprised that people won't do that. So I'm glad to be here and, I mean, I've been a cast member off and on since 2008, so I have some experiences that I can definitely share. <laughs> That's for sure. Wow. I also had no idea that you've been a cast member off and on since 2008. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, I actually started in the college program and then uh, I just continued to kind of do different things within the company and I worked in parks, the parks, and I've also worked in Disney stores. So. Uh, it's been kind of crazy. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but I love it. So that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> funny thing, Garrett has a really good friend that's in the college program right now. Uh, no, I do not have a good friend at all. I, I, if anything, it's Ben's really good friend. <laughs> Shout out to Ben. But um, are you, uh, you're not local to Orange County, are you? You Don't you live, um, or well, I, I don't want you to give away exactly where you live, but um, you're close enough, right? I, yeah, I live outside of Orange County, that's for sure. I'm probably about an hour sometimes. Like tonight, it took me an hour and a half to get home. 
So um, I do drive a Prius, <laughs> which is a big help. Uh, my car pulled quite a bit, uh, but I don't live in or- the Orange County area anymore. I did, though, um, when I was in, obviously in the college program. And then afterwards, I had an apartment in uh, in just whatever, Anaheim. But now I live outside of it. So I'm in north towards like upland you know, Pomona, that area. Okay. For sure. That's awesome. And if I'm being honest, I don't remember how we met. Uh, I don't, I was trying to think about that. Honestly, I want to say it's just from, I thought we met when I was working jungle cruise. No. Yeah. Uh, That's my earliest memories of you. Uh, when you were working on the jungle cruise. Yeah. I started working jungle cruise in 2013 so that's crazy. Uh, I th- I think that that's what it is. And then we've just always been off and on, like on whatever, like social media. Cause like so I moved back up to Washington for a little while and I left the company. So then I came, but then when I came back, obviously, like I just saw you around or whatnot. And I think that, but I think jungle cruise is when we first met. That's crazy. That's like a, a lot of time. Yeah. I didn't realize it had been that long. Um, this is kind of a, an embarrassing story. So, uh, Garrett and I, we were um, involved in a, a social club way back in the day. And uh, why are you bringing this up? Because, uh, because, um, <laughs> uh, Brooke actually, um, came through with an assist. Uh, we had this one like, uh, meetup and we, uh, it, it was a scavenger hunt. And I remember one of the things we had to do was ride the jungle cruise and like, uh, take pictures of some stuff. And I remember the day of the scavenger hunt, like the line was like super long and, I, I remember you were working that attraction and, uh, and I was like, okay, if my friend's, uh, Brooke is working, I think she might let us cut the line and like get us on like really fast. And I remember like the team that I was with, we went and sure enough, you were working and you like definitely hooked us up and got us on without having to wait. See that, that I love myself back in the day for doing that for you guys. <laughs> That makes me so happy that I did that because it's not that I don't do that all the time, but nowadays it's really kind of hard to do. So that makes me, it's just as, you know, times change and management changes and stuff. And sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to pull or something like that, but that's super exciting. I actually talked about that until you started talking about that. So very exciting. I, I'm, I know I'm like, okay, this is coming back and I totally remember that. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. That definitely helped us out during that challenge. But um, can you talk about uh, your love for Disney? Because I had no idea you were in the college program. So I I think that's like pretty awesome. But can you talk about like how um, you fell in love with the company and been there for so long? Yeah, um, it's such an amazing company. Um, I know a lot of people, they're so negative about it and it's, it's sometimes, you know, they're just jaded or maybe they just have been, you know, not, not as motivated, you know, as they should be. Um, but honestly, like I, I, I do love it and it's such a fun company to work for. And it's really a, it's a test of who you are as a human, because there's going to be situations where you're working in and you're like, oh my gosh, this is just wild. Um, I remember there's a couple of like very, vivid points in my life where I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Uh, one was when I was like really, really young. So I had to been like five or six and my parents brought me down to Disneyland because we're closer since I grew up in Washington state, we were closer to Disneyland. And so we were watching Main Street Electrical Parade and the cast member was just super like involved in what we were doing and just talking to us and just like super excited to talk to us. And I was like, I want to do that when I get older. Um, and then when I actually was about 10 or 11 years old, my parents took me to Epcot and 
as some of you may know, I am a huge Epcot fan, especially retro Epcot and Walt Disney World. I'm really, really into. So I have like quite the knowledge of that. But I had started already started that love and passion before we even went to Epcot. So when we went to Epcot, it just was like this huge thing of like, I want to work here when I get older. And like Disney's such a great company because it was so, you know, forward driving. And Epcot was about the future and how, you know, Dis- Disney was involved in that. And I love that. I thought that was so cool, you know. Um, so that's kind of how I started my passion, how I wanted to become a cast member. And then I, when I was in college, the Disney college program, they were on campus for my college. And so I decided to apply and I applied to Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And I got into both, but I ended up coming to Disneyland because it was closer to home, of course, to Washington. Um, and I, I loved it. Like I had such a fun time. I met my best friend in the college program, Sarah. Um, she doesn't work for the company anymore, but she is the best cast member I've ever seen ever. And I inspire, like every single day she inspires me to be like her. So it's just like one of those things where you, I mean, the Disney college program program is fantastic for anyone who wants to get in with Disney and kind of see what it's like to work for Disney. So yeah, definitely. I love, I love it. That's awesome. I, as you're telling that story, I was like kind of like playing like my early days back in my head and growing up, I I never um, thought to like want to work for Disney, but now like in my later years, I'm just like, crap, I I wish I could work for the company. Um, But right now I can't because I have uh, too many tattoos and places that I can't really cover. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) Yeah, except for that one parking meter person I saw that one day, they straight up had a hand tattoo. I'm telling you, I should have got a picture for for you know confirmation. But I think there's allowing it maybe for some cast members. It's depending on. I'm not gonna. You know what? I'm you're you're really kind of going along the line of yes because honestly, I have seen multiple cast members with face tattoos, but most of them do work in foods because foods needs a lot of people. Uh, and so I've seen it be like, not to get off on a tangent, but I have tattoos, so I do have to cover them. I wear white sleeves every single day to work if I'm not wearing business casual. Um, and so it, it is, it's a struggle, but because of that, you know, I see people all the time with hand tattoos and also like, like eye tattoos, um, and they're back. They're, I mean, I see them backstage cause usually they're backstage roles, but it, they're open to more things if it's a position that needs to ha- be filled. But other than that, it's kind of like, eh, unless you're in Imagineering, you can cut, you can't really get away with it. So it's kind of a weird line between like how other departments are treated versus like in park you know, are treated. So definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I mean, I'm sure Jamie would agree. It's all good. If you go on tangents, that's, you know, open conversation. Right, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love um, people on here who you can just talk. So if you have to go off on a tangent, feel free. Cause we have time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to make like some notes on what you were talking about. So I actually know someone really personally to me that also is a cast member and has tattoos, but she, you know, they actually work in the, um, you know, backstage areas, uh, or aren't seen as much. Uh, uh, this person is actually my wife. She's a food prep, um, at DCA, um, Disney California adventure for anyone who doesn't know what that acronym stands for. <laughs> um, but she works at, uh, the lamplight lounge as well as the, um, Trattoria. So the, Oh my gosh, know, yeah. I used to work there. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. So she's been off and on with Disney for like the past maybe, uh, oh, it's probably been close to six, seven years now. Um, She started off in the Central Bakery and then kind of just moved around 
Um, but now she's back into savory, which she went to college for. And, uh, yeah, she's, she's there. So she's off and on depending on where she's at throughout the week. But yeah, it's either lamplight lounge or tutorial. Cool. That's super neat. That I love yeah. that. I love that. The trat was one of my favorite places in the whole entire world to work. So yeah, yeah. She, she has a lot of stories and I get to hear a lot about it. It's pretty interesting <laughs> from, you know, just having like a first, a, not a first hand, but obviously, you know, she's my wife. So we talk all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I guess we talk. It's fine. Yeah. I feel like I do work there, you know, vicariously through her. Yeah. I think that's my husband too. He's like, Oh, okay. Like he finally met my coworkers the other day, like all of them. And he was like, oh, okay. I, now you put faces to names and now it's like, he really works there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, is there any chance that there was any overlap and, uh, Brooke and Lexi could have worked together? Uh, well, Lexi's only worked at Trat. So she, when, when we moved, um, to Orange County, cause we, well, I'm originally from San Diego and we moved to Orange County about almost two years ago. Um, so she started at Trat uh, when she came back. Um, so that was in February, January, February, February of last year. Yeah, I, I think my I left the Trat in 2015. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, I we probably know some pe- some of the same people. That's for sure. Definitely. Yeah. That's cool. That's crazy. Small world, of course. <laughs> yeah always full circle you know six degrees of kevin bacon <laughs> yes so i'm actually super surprised that you were able to get to epcot so young because i didn't do my first disney world trip until 2016 um yeah that's kind of actually one of my favorite stories that i don't tell ever um my parents kind of gave me like a an option our neighborhood like we had a really close like because i grew up like kind of outside of the city so it was rural like not a lot of homes were around so our neighborhood was super close and so i was really good friends with a neighborhood girl and they were doing a play she was like part of a play um sound of music and i love sound of music and so i wanted to be in this play but my parents were like okay you can even either be in the play or you could go to walt disney world <laughs> and i mean let's be real i chose walt disney world <laughs> And so um, we ended up going there, but they told me that this was going to be a thing like quite a while in advance. And so I did so much research to just kind of like be able to know what Epcot was about. And I was obviously really excited about Epcot because it had like the most interesting, like I read, I got one of those like just planning books and I read through it and I like marked things. And it was just such a cool like experience for me to get excited. And I would go on the website because that's right when like websites were starting to come out that's how old I feel right now talking about this but it was just it was just so cool and Disney was so high tech and I loved it and I was like this is amazing so um we went to Walt Disney World and Animal Kingdom had just opened or was just about to open or something along those lines so they were getting excited about that and um yeah I don't know it was just it was just it was so much fun and I I really enjoyed it so then we went back a couple of times um I went for like my graduation of high school and I actually went for band we did do like the 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 magic music days is what it is was in Florida and so I went because I played for a chorn and so we went to Walt Disney World from Washington State to Walt Disney World and we did the magic music days there in 2005 so yeah so I got I got actually got over there more often than I would probably think um, and I, I just fell in love with it. Like it just was something I was super passionate about and I've, I, I just have been ever since. So, um, I got very lucky to go there at a young age and kind of experience what that retro Epcot was. Cause obviously it has changed so much and it is continuously changing right now. So, yes. um, 
yeah, it's kind of sad for my husband. And I actually took a trip out there in September and we just went for my weekend and um, we just went and filmed all the stuff before all the walls started going up and, you know, start, everything started closing down. And we did. We, we filmed it all and just kind of took it all in and then said goodbye. And I'm not even joking. We went back a week later and half that stuff was gone. So it was kind of sad, like, you know, but I'm glad we got to go out there and, and kind of check it out and see what it was all about. So. Yeah. Real quick, when you went when you were younger, um, did you get a chance to experience um, body wars? Um, I did not because I think I was either t- like it was quote unquote too scary or um, I wasn't tall enough. There's something along those lines that we couldn't do it because I actually knew about it in the book. Okay. Like there was the, the book had like a bunch of stuff about body wars and I wanted to write it, but we just never made it. But we did go in the wonders of life pavilion, which is um, still one of my favorite pavilions to this day. And uh, I, I think it's just was such a cool and ingenious idea that I am. It's unfortunate that we don't have anymore, but it's Okay. <laughs> You know, the I, I've been to Disney World, um, I think, three times uh, since 2016. And every time that I've gone uh, on those trips, uh, Epcot has always had some sort of festival going on. So uh, is there like is Epcot like different when those festivals aren't going on? Because I was there for the Flower and Garden Festival and Food and Wine. Um, yeah, I think it's just more quiet. Uh, we actually hit up food and wine for the first time this, this last, this year. Uh, this was our first time ever going to food and wine. We've been to flower and garden quite a few times because we love like gardening. That's, <laughs> that's just like my, my thing. It's kind of therapeutic. And so we do love flower and garden and we've been on a couple of tours there and stuff. And it was, it's really neat, but we've obviously been to Epcot too. And there's not many humans there. Um, and it's, it's really just an enjoyable place. It's just as nice to kind of just roam around and it has that kind of like, I don't know, like we like to go and just as it's, you know, sun's starting to go down and it's starting to cool off, just walk around Epcot and the world showcase and just kind of explore a little bit and take it easy. And that's why people just always think Epcot's boring because there's not a lot going on, but really there is, there's so much, you just have to kind of discover it. And that's why I loved it because it wasn't there for you. It wasn't at the tip of your fingertips. You had to go and like, look for it. That's why I love it. So, (laughs) and uh, I'm I'm real curious about your opinion of their food and wine, because before I went, uh, Gary, it like hyped it up and uh, made me believe that it was going to be something like super special. And when I went, I, it just felt very familiar to the one in DCA. Uh, what I did like better about Florida is that everything was way cheaper than ours out here in California. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I think so. We did do a little bit of food and wine. I think it's like more exhausting to do it in Epcot and especially the world showcase because you're not just walking to the next kiosk like two steps away. You're literally walking to the other country to start to eat. (laughs) And like, I mean, obviously, you know, like I don't really drink and Jason doesn't drink. So it wasn't really like us drinking a ton. And we did see like a lot of that, like people just getting smashed. And that to me personally is not disney and so i can understand that on the weekends it's like that there a lot and probably towards nighttime it gets a little bit more crazy so that wasn't my jam at all um but of course the food's fantastic i just think 
DCA, like having that closeness of everything was kind of more amazing than walking around the world showcase and being like, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted by walking all the way to Italy and trying to eat all this food. And it is kind of crazy because you're trying to balance it all. Like it's not like there's places for you to sit down, you know, or stand. Like I just felt it just was kind of a weird mixture of, of exhaustion, I guess, and the humidity and then people just kind of being around and being like kind of drunk. And that to me was kind of a turnoff for this food and wine, but I, you know what, like I would totally obviously go back and do it again. It's not a big deal. It just was, that was just my personal opinion of this time. I just was like, okay, well it's not much different than ours, but I like the closeness of ours better, I guess. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely get that. Garrett, do you have anything to chime in about food and wine? Uh, I mean, just, I mean, for me, I I loved it so much because when when, uh, I went, it was for my my honeymoon. uh, And it was the first time my wife and I had ever gone to Walt Disney World. Uh, and I don't know, we just felt like, I mean, and I, I can't speak on her, but I know she liked it a lot, but, uh, I, I felt like it was a lot more like, like, like you mentioned, yeah, you, you walk to each pavilion and it's not two steps away from each kiosk, but there was a lot, there was a lot more to experience in my opinion. And then, um, and then just all the different types of food. Cause like, it's very, like, I feel like our food and wine is very much like, kind of towards California, you know, how fresh and how much how the abundance of vegetables in California and more towards like a California theme, which does make sense because it's in uh, Disney California Adventure. But I feel like obviously the one there is just otherworldly because they have those pavilions and theme it to each pavilion and then even add like mini country pavilions as well, uh, like Brazil and and uh, and all those other um, small countries, which eventually I think will get their own pavilion. I think Brazil is getting their own pavilion, right? Or no? Uh, that's the rumor. I haven't yeah. heard. I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I think it's a rumor. So yeah, hopefully. something like that. But like these little smaller other pavilions, and then also you know, not to mention, you know, not to forget the other areas, not just the world's showcase that has you know food and wine too. Uh, you know, like Fireside and these little pop up areas that are really cool. So. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. Like we really enjoyed it. We, we ate so much, like we spent so much food there uh, or so much, so much money on food there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was worth it. Every penny I was, I was enjoying it. And I tried escargot for the first time. And Ooh, it was interesting. That? So they put it in this little like garlic knot roll. So they like, they just freaking put so much garlic on this thing. So you could barely like, I just tasted garlic and then it was, and then all of a sudden these little chewy bits was obviously the snail so it was interesting it wasn't bad it wasn't great though it wasn't like you're gonna line up to eat it next time (laughs) no no you know it's kind of funny you say that like um i i kind of forgot about it because for food and wine and for a flower and garden and for arts festival and stuff they've kind of just all had the same places but now obviously everything's kind of shifting because there a lot of that construction is going on right there next to um I guess community like community core interventions uh west I guess it would be so it's all over there and there's little booths that were behind that building where like cool club were, were in that little hallway um next to character spot that building's closed you know it's going to get demolished but they actually built and this is just me you know being like okay what's going on they built like like actual little booths that are going to stay there for at least the time being um, because they poured concrete and poured like concrete walkways and stuff so it wasn't just like on the grass they actually made it like physical booths that they can't move um, like just up and move overnight 
So I thought that was kind of interesting that Disney was doing that for, you know, just food. If I wasn't too sure if it was going to be for food and wine or if it was going to be for food and wine arts festival next year and then flower and garden next year while they're getting ready to ramp up and demolish those buildings or what they're going to do. I just thought that was kind of crazy when I was walking past that. I was like, why would they put on in all these nice buildings? And they're like building other buildings like near that. So it's just kind of crazy how that all works. But, you know, it's they need more of that because, I mean, I want to see like their storage facility where they store all those booths because they bring in so many for these food, these food festivals. So I, I, that's just my my like background in my mind. Like, what, where do they store all this? Because that's kind of cool. Like, that's how my mind works, I guess. But that's what I was thinking about this food and wine festival. I was like, that's really crazy how they have all this stuff and they have to like prep it and it has to be brought out every single day. And like the food prep in Walt Disney World must just be insane. Just crazy. That's all. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, real quick, um, uh, you mentioned uh, the demolishing of Club Cool. Shout outs to Club Cool. Rest in peace. I'm going to miss my free Beverly shots. Yes. Yes. Very sad moment. Moment of silence for sure. I can't believe you enjoy that flavor. <laughs> Dude, it's my favorite flavor. I, I just like the bitterness of it. It's popular in Italy, okay? It all, yeah. When I drank it, it tasted like I was sucking on like a million pennies. <laughs> that's the best way that i've ever heard described yeah it's pretty gross uh, but obviously um when you're there that's something you have to try just because of how infamous it is definitely yeah i mean i remember like watching like like youtube videos of people you know because i follow some of those people they're like oh here we go we're at epcot gotta go to club cool get my beverly on <laughs> Garrett. I love it. Uh, my husband is Beverly too, so just an FYI, it's not just you. It's my husband. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad there's other people out there besides people who live in Italy who who, who like Beverly. I'm gonna, yes, absolutely. Going to import you a, a two liter of the Beverly Garrett and see if you really like it. All right, I'm down. I'll I'll drink that thing in like a few days. <laughs> um. So. Garrett, I'm curious about um, your earliest memories of uh, Disney World, because I don't think I've ever asked you about that, because for me, it was watching Full House and seeing them, uh, you know, have those episodes in the parks. So I, I'm just curious about your like origin story of Disney World. Man, of Disney World. Uh, I mean, I don't think I really ever thought of it too much. Uh, growing up just because uh, growing up it was always Disneyland like we always went to Disneyland I you know I was born in Corona California which is just you know a hop skip and a jump away into the next county just to the east uh, and then um, you know uh, my parents just always took my brother and I to Disneyland as as much as we could we actually had annual passes when we were kids so um, I mean, I don't think it really hit my, you know, hit my consciousness of the, oh, there's Walt Disney World that I could potentially go to until I kind of started, you know, being more of an adult and saying like, well, I can plan these things myself now, you know, like I don't have to rely on anyone else but me to do this stuff. So uh, honestly, it was kind of out of my, you know, out of my focus until I grew up and was like, Oh man, we, we should, you know, I should go to Disney, you know, Walt Disney world. I want to go. And then finally it became something that, you know, was actually feasible when my wife and I were planning our honeymoon and we both had never gone. So it was kind of a no brainer. Damn. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love that. It makes me so happy. 
Yeah. And, like I love, you know, obviously Disneyland's fantastic and we all love Disneyland and it's the, the our original, but Walt Disney World is such a different experience. And so, you know, that's what my job is, you know, now is I talk to everyone every single day, but sometimes I'm like, okay, have you been to Walt Disney World? And, and you know, people that don't get the chance, I'm like, I just want to bring them there, you know? That, see, I love stories like that. And I wish like my husband, and I would have gone there for our honeymoon, but we did, we ended up actually going before we got engaged. So that's, we actually went right before we got engaged and that was our first trip out there. And, um, we, we loved it. I think that that's where I fell more in love with it. Cause I went with him and it just was a different experience with somebody who you like actually like, and you were <laughs> rather than just going with like your bandmates from high school. Um, I'm real curious about that trip when you went with your band because we see those like uh, high school like you know bands come to Disneyland and I'm always curious like are they like put up by Disney or do they have to front that cost themselves and are they just there for their performance and then they get to hang out in the park for a couple of days or like how did your trip work when you went to Disney World for band? Oh man, it was crazy. Cause I mean, let's be real. That's like how many, like 20 to 35 hormonal teenagers all going to Florida, <laughs> like on their first trip away from their parents. Like it was just insane. And I remember we were all on the plane together and we flew overnight red eye to Florida, which is like a five, six, six hour flight, sometimes longer from Washington state. And, uh, we were just like so we were so loud and so obnoxious on the plane and i just felt super bad for everyone that was on the plane with us but we flew overnight and then we stayed like on an off property hotel and we actually like spent a couple days in walt disney world i think it was like two or three days in walt disney world and we did like a performance so we did a performance out like in epcot um we're kind of near where communicord um uh, interventions was and then we did um uh, like a performance backstage and we were over like recorded over part of like a movie part of the movie and i think ours was tarzan and so we played like the music for tarzan and then they recorded it over the movie and then they showed it back to us um and that was pretty cool to see you know back in the day and of course like we all got to go backstage which was really cool for me because here i am as like a 15 year old and i'm like freaking out because i get to go backstage at disney and i'm like oh my gosh this is my dream you know um and our band director had like a schedule down to be and so we were placed really so we didn't have time to like enjoy disney as i think we only went to like epcot and magic kingdom or something like that uh, in hollywood studios but um yeah, that was really cool. And then we went to actually went to Universal and we played there. So we played in both Disney and Universal. And I think we, we paid for it because we had to pay like a certain cost for the whole entire thing. Um, and I know it's still done today uh, that the guest talent team at Disney is fantastic. And they do a lot of that. They to the, you know, the area bands surrounding the Southern California area come in and they pay to do like clinics or whatnot and workshops. And then they also get a like march and before the parades and stuff. So that's pretty cool. So. That's crazy. I couldn't even imagine having to be the chaperone for all those high schoolers. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I know they taped our doors like so they like would you they would close our doors at night and then they would tape the doors um, shut. So like obviously you couldn't quote unquote escape and like go hang out with other people or whatever because I mean there was obviously that you're at that age where you're you think that's that's the life that you need to be living. So. <laughs> I was like, I just want to go to sleep. I want to go back to Disney. I want to go back to Epcot. 
Yeah. I, I can't even imagine like, cause uh, like social media and stuff wasn't really like prevalent back then. So I, I would be kind of scared to get lost if I was like that far away from home that young. Yeah. That's crazy. Like I didn't even think about that. Like we didn't have, I think I had like one of those old like type of Nokia phones that like you couldn't like really text or do anything. It just was to call. So my parents, I think I got that, that, that Christmas. And then we went in like March where whenever spring, spring break was. And I think I had that to call my parents and that was pretty much it. And not not all the kids had phones because it wasn't that, that wasn't it. You know, you didn't have a phone until you could really drive or something. Um, but yeah, that was kind of crazy. And I, I, I loved it though. Like we had, we had a ton of fun and, uh, it was so dramatic, like obviously with all those kids that you, you know, grew up with, but I'm still friends with quite a few of them. So every once in a while we'll talk about that band trip and how crazy it was. And it was, it was, it was fine. Like, I think somebody got caught with weed and, um, I was like, how did you even get weed all the way over there? But that it, that's just it, it is what it is. But we had a ton of fun other than that. And I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So if my kids had the chance to do it, I'd be like, yeah, go go do it because it'd be fantastic. And I would totally pay for it. It was really, really neat to see. That's awesome. Yeah, I grew up in Southern California, so um, I, I was never like in band or anything. But I, the only like Disney school trip that we had was like our grad night. I'm sure you're familiar with that. <laughs> Oh yeah. How was that? How was your grad night? Well, to be honest, um, I skipped it because, because at that time, um, who are you? I, I know, right. It sounds so weird. Jamie skipping a Disney event, but, um, like at, at that time I was like, uh, you know, super into going to shows and I still am. But, um, at, at that point there was like this straight edge band from the Inland empire called bound in blood. And they had announced that they were doing their like comeback show the day after my grad night. So I told my mom, I was like, yo, I'm not going to grad night. I need all the energy to go to this show because I'm going to mosh and go crazy. Um, because that band meant a lot to me because they were like super straight edge and, um, talked crap about like killing sellouts and stuff and, um, super awesome. But I passed up on grad night because of that. And I, I don't regret it because the um, show was awesome, but, um, I, I honestly hate being at the parks during grad night season now. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> It's so bad. Yeah, horrible. It's just, it's unbearable. I can't, I can't handle it. So my previous job that I was in, um, and you guys, obviously, you guys understand this completely. Uh, I actually had to deal with a lot of those kids. And it was just one of those things where, like, you felt bad for them, but you also were wondering, like, why people were sending in people that were these 18 year olds that had nothing to do with, you know, wanting to buy timeshare. Um, so that was things where you're like, uh, these kids are 18 years old. They don't need to be buying Disney vacation club. And so it was kind of one of those things where, you know, they, they just were so into their, their day or whatnot. And they probably got offered like fast passes or something. So then they showed up. Um, but it was kind of, it's just, those those kids I see them and I'm like these kids literally look like they're 12 years old like I I mean I'm 30 now and so I'm like dang like I I feel like I'm so old when I saw all these kids and their children and I'm just like you guys are when what they're wearing I'm like (laughs) I'm like oh my gosh this is so much different from when I graduated high school I think like we went out on to like a quote-unquote undisclosed area and they had like a quote-unquote casino set up for my grad night and that was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it was definitely not as cool as a Disney grad night. I will tell you that. 
And um, I wish it was Disney, though, obviously. But yeah, yeah, I, that's, yeah. that's that, crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's how my high school grad night was like undisclosed location with like, like, you know, things to do all night. It was like an all day thing or all night thing. And I, I just wasn't about that. We didn't get the option to do Disneyland. But for some reason, my middle school graduation was grad night at Disneyland. So I did that. Yeah, it was really weird. I was like, why are we doing this like as middle schoolers? Isn't this like a high school graduation thing? But um, we weren't there like the whole night through. It was more just like the the whole day into closing for the middle school uh, for my middle school grad night. (laughs) It was weird, though. That's random. I love it. though. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was like it was perfect. I had a lot of fun and probably too much fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I like obviously worked like a bunch of grad nights. Um, it, it's, it's just kind of, you know, whatever, like you, you work a bunch of grad nights and then, um, that's just how it is as in attractions or, you know, if you're in merchandise or whatnot and I've seen some stuff, but I got, I kind of got out easy with that. A lot of those grad nights are like overnight shifts. So you have to work from like 10 PM to like 2 AM or something along those lines. And I actually got out of, I only worked one like that. All of them I worked, you know, like from 10 PM to like 10 or not eight, 11 or something. It wasn't ever anything too crazy. So, so I got, I got lucky with that, but. And uh, do they do it different now? Cause I, I don't really pay too much attention, but um, they funnel all the high schoolers into DCA now, right? Instead of letting them roam Disneyland like after hours. Yeah. So it's all, um, it's all Disney's uh, California venture. Now it's, it's not Disneyland. I mean, I think they do a mix in. So you get like both parks, um, but it's not like you're, uh, I guess it's not like you're just stuck at Disneyland or you're stuck at DCA for then you get then you get to switch over or whatnot um, at nighttime. They, they push you back all into DCA and then you're there for the rest of the night and you can wreak havoc there, I guess. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Um, did you ever go to any of the 24 hour Disney's? You know what? I never, uh, I worked one, but I got, again, I got really lucky with these things and I got, I got to kind of see from an outside perspective on that. Cause a lot of my friends went, but I didn't go. Um, but I, I worked one, but I think I got off at like 6 PM. <laughs> so I just, I just always was working. And so I was never like, I never did it. Um, cause each of the 24 hours actual like 24 hour nights, I was just working. So I was working that day. So I never went to them, but I have obviously have friends that went and they said it was like crazy. And there were people like sleeping all over and you could ride, you know, you know, any space mountain 12 times in a row at like 3am or whatever. And it's kind of like magic hours in, in magic kingdom. Like they do, sometimes they'll do it from like 12 to two or something. And no one's there, you know, so it's kind of cool. So I, I wish I would have been able to join in on the 24 hour things, but I never got the chance, unfortunately. What about you, Garrett? Uh, well, I mean, I got to obviously experience them. Uh, they were a lot of fun. I remember going to at least one, um, but it was, I mean, it was crazy. I, I mean, people were going wild. I remember back the one I went to, it was really, you know, mad T was still around and people were so excited because it was like, oh, they're going to stay, you know, they're going to keep serving drinks till like one thirty, two o'clock. And like, 
people on that side of the D, at least DCA were getting freaking <laughs> wild. And then I was just like trying to find a bench to sleep on at like 3 a.m. Because I was like, I'm going to make it 12, 24 hours. I'm going to make it. Um, but my wife at uh, back then, she was just uh, obviously my girlfriend. Um, but uh, she, you know, was working at the Central Bakery at the time. And they, you know, those hours are crazy. Um and they get in at like two, three in the morning already. So she was asked to go out and like, you know, um, kind of like wave and give high fours to people who were leaving for that 24 hour event uh, in between them ex- exiting and then them opening up the park for the next day. So that was pretty interesting to hear that what she did there. <laughs> but yeah, I wish they kind of still did them just to have those like fun experiences. But now it's kind of like a you have to pay to play with these events they're doing like the star Wars nights or the classic nights. It's kind of, I don't know. I, I don't agree with having to pay to do extra, like at least just be in the parks for like a 24 hour, four hour event. I get some of these events, they bring in old stuff and like kind of do events, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's my two cents. <laughs> I, kind of like that segue uh i was really surprised at how expensive that um haunted mansion event was for the 50th yeah that was um you know what and i for, i love haunted mansion i used to work haunted mansion so i was like oh should i do this um and i didn't do it because just because it's it, it was just too much for me to do but um you know I, I, honestly i think that it was probably worth the money. I don't know if you guys went, but, um, I had a friend that went and he straight up told me it was like the coolest thing in the whole entire world and that it was really just cool that they, what they did. And they obviously had like characters and stuff in the actual mansion. And I thought that was pretty neat. And he said it was totally worth every single, every single penny. And I also had a coworker that went that also said the same thing. And I've heard mixed reviews of people that were unhappy about it, but, um, I've heard, I've heard bad things and positive things. And I think that it was, you know, it just depends, I guess at this point, like I went to them a Halloween back in the day in 2014 and it was definitely not worth it. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I had to pay to do that. And so it's just, I, I don't know why, you know, they get, they kind of get into these paid events, but that's okay. I guess that's how they make money in certain cases, but I don't know. What were your thoughts and opinions on that whole entire Haunted Mansion event? I don't know what you heard about it. I love the Haunted Mansion, but I'm not like a diehard. Um, and for that price point, I, I, I would, I, I would have been willing to go if, Garrett was down because I, I didn't want to go for um, in like after hours event alone. Um, and normally, like, I, I don't mind going to the parks by, by myself, but I, I just figured that would be cooler to be able to share the experience with somebody. So I opted out of doing it just because it was really expensive and I didn't want to go alone. And I've honestly the only like ticketed event that I've gone to is Mickey's Halloween party in Florida. Like the only other one that piqued my interest was the, um, the, um, what was it called? It was like the, uh, the Avengers assemble night or whatever it was. Oh yeah. 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 And, and I only wanted to go and I felt dumb for not going because I saw like, like a ton of pictures like after the event and they like, you know, had the Iron Man character come out over there in DCA. And I was just like, oh, that's like my favorite superhero. Like it would have been awesome to have seen him there. Yeah. Cause I wish that they would totally put a meet and greet. They have one in Hong Kong and it's super cool, but I'm like, why don't I guess they probably will once they put Avengers campus completely in. But, um, 
I, I want to be able to meet Iron Man. That's for sure. I did. I saw pictures from that event and it looked really cool. So I was kind of bummed out. And also like the fifties night and stuff, like none of those nights I was part of, like I never did any of them because it, it's money. And I just like, you know, when you work there full time, it's just like too difficult to get to some of those events. You're like, man, I just, I want to go home and go sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm always curious, like, like how profitable, like, are those nights just because like we saw like a lot of them like in the beginning of the year and then obviously we like we just had the the haunted mansion one but i I feel like um outside of mickey's halloween party like i don't know what else they have lined up if they're gonna do like another valentine's day one for next year i bet they they will i mean i would be surprised if they don't because i think it was probably pretty cool that they had it i know the 90s night i had friends that went there and they said it was like chaos that like character lines were like upwards of five hours and stuff. And it's like people spent their whole entire nights in character lines. I, and I think that that's insane. Like that is just a whole entire world, like new world of doing stuff. If, if people are spending their whole entire night in a character line, like, I don't know, that's something else. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's like I, a whole different culture for me because I'm sorry to cut you off Garrett, but, um, all my friends, um, uh, from like Florida, New York, Boston, like when we, when I go to the parks with them, they're really focused on like meeting a lot of characters. But I feel like when I go with like Garrett and like my friends out here, that's just like something we don't really focus on. Like we'll do it if like it just randomly makes sense, but like we don't really plan our days around it. Yeah. Um, I, you know what, I really noticed that when we were in like Hong Kong and Shanghai and Japan that people like will wait a long time to see a character, like, especially like the Duffy, Duffy and friends, like there were, you know, two, three hour waits every single day for those characters. And those are characters that are there every single day. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Cause I mean, I am the same way as you guys, like I don't go in line for characters like I'm not, you know, it's and it's not that I don't care about the characters. It just is to me. That's not what I go to the parks for. Um, I mean, I'll go see characters if it's like a short line or whatnot, or if I might like, you know, if I have a friend of a friend that's, you know, hanging out with those characters or something. But other than that, I'm like, eh, whatever, you know, like it's not a priority to me. So, yeah, Garrett, you wanted to chime in. Yeah, I was just uh, mentioning that. Uh, so I've I've gone to uh, well, well, one I uh, I would have gone to the haunted mansion one. I'm a haunted head like through and through. I proposed to my wife in the stretching room. It was amazing, but uh, it just it wasn't in the cards financially at the time, and just I I wanted to, but I couldn't. But um, about waiting for characters. Uh, when my wife and I went on our honeymoon to uh, Walt Disney World, we we went to. Uh, we went to the um, the Christmas party because it was like late. It was like mid November and they started doing the Christmas parties by that time. And I just thought it was so cool. There was Goofy dressed up as as Santa Claus. And I just thought it was one of the coolest character like kind of dress ups I've ever seen because I've. Yeah, we get the characters dressed up for Halloween and stuff, but like to get Goofy as Santa, I had never seen that. And I was just like, man, I, I kind of want to take a picture with him. Like, let's do it. And so my wife was like, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Um, yeah. So uh, at that point, we were waiting in line and it was this crazy, like pretty long line. Like, I'd say maybe maybe 30 to 45 minutes. And by the time we like were two people away, Goofy left to go do, you know, his break. And I was just like, oh, man, I'm not waiting another 20 minutes just to take this picture now. So we just, we we bailed. But people were just waiting there, like just just die hard to get these character pictures in. 
I don't know, like Jamie said, like we only kind of do it if it makes sense and we just kind of like have the time or it's like no line. Yeah, when I was there last time, or not there, when I was in Hollywood Studios last time, uh, there was a Vampirina line, and it was like a two-hour wait, and I was just like, there's no way I'm ever going to stand in a two-hour uh, queue to meet Vampirina. It, it was just like lost on me. I was like, okay, well, like I don't watch whatever cartoon she's in, and I was like, I, I was kind of like trying to figure out like why there was so much hype, but I was like, no, I was like, there's no way we're going to do it, so like we just left, and then I fly home I'm in DCA with some friends and there's Vampirina with no line so I was like okay I'm gonna go take a picture now because there's literally nobody there and it was just so wild to me that people would be willing to wait that long just to get a photo yeah I sometimes you know you talk to guests and you and you're like you talk to people that even go like even friends or family and they go and they're like, Oh yeah, well we did like two rides in a day. And it's like, well, what'd you spend the rest of your time doing? They're like, Oh, we went, we didn't like saw characters. And like that to me is like insane. But then you got to think like that's the least efficient thing at Disney because there is only one of all those characters. Like it's, there's not multiple Mickey mouses. There's one Mickey mouse. And so it's like, it's insane. Like that's insane. And so a lot of people don't think about that, but that's why it is. It's like the most inefficient thing in the whole entire world, but it's the most special thing for a lot of families. So that's why I guess they, they spend time. And since I guess maybe I don't, we don't have kids yet. My husband, and I don't have kids. So it's just kind of like, well, whatever, like, you know, we don't do anything, you know, but it, it just is, it is, it's insane how crazy some of this character meet and greets can get like those lines are, are wild. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that Garrett proposed to his wife in the searching room and that makes me so happy. Yeah. But uh, he he did amazing. it in, in the wrong room, Brooke. No, no <laughs> I didn't. Mean? No, I didn't. <laughs> Jamie likes to say I did it in the wrong room because he thinks I did it in the stretching room with the uh, painting uh, with the lady on the tombstone who, while she has a ring, but I did it in the left stretching room where she doesn't have a ring. Um, so I did it in the right room. Yeah, he did it in the right room. That's okay. I, I just like to give him a hard time because Garrett um, didn't invite me to his wedding. Dang. We met, we met once. <laughs> So, um, so it's okay because okay. um, uh, Brooke, I, I, I told Garrett um, when the day comes for me to get married, he's not invited to my wedding, but his wife Lexi is because I'm friends with her, <laughs> and the only way he can come is if she decides to make him her plus one. That's okay. That's the way to do it. If if, if I get it. Oh hell no! I'm crashing, and then I'm gonna boss <laughs> up on the best man. I'm gonna be like, "What's up? Move, move aside. Get on my way." That's funny. Okay. Um, I, I, what ahead. were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, no. You, you're fine. Go ahead. Um, I, I, yeah, I met my husband at, at Disneyland. So, uh, obviously, Disney Disney in general is a special place. So, we we met through mutual friends, and then they tried to set us up and put us on a blind date, and that didn't really work out that way. So, we ended up all hanging out together. And so, um, you know, I, I don't think you've ever met Jason but he's fantastic. So it's definitely was, a, it was a, it was a match between Disney heaven. And then we fell in love with just retro Walt Disney worlds on top of all those things. So, I mean, I already loved it, but then when I started to introduce it to him, he loved it too. And so we've just been a good, we're a Disney family through and through. So we're Disney vacation club members and we go on Disney cruise line all the time. And, um, 
I think it's it's something cool. Like a lot of people make fun of you because you're an adult and you don't have kids and you're doing all the stuff with Disney. But it's like, hey, like to each their own, and we have fun doing it. It's relaxing for us, whatever, right? <laughs> I had no idea that you met Jason at Disney. That's super awesome. Yeah, uh, our our mutual friends um, that I still work with today, actually. Yeah, but I, he used to work Jungle Cruise with me back in the day. Um, him and his wife, you know, we had have been hanging out and they were like, Oh, Jason, my friend Jason's single. And I was like, Oh, he's pretty cute. <laughs> and so then we just started, um, talking about, you know, getting together. And so we actually set up like a, a friend's night. Uh, but Jason and I were the first ones there cause he works in Anaheim. And of course I worked and I just got off work. And so we met up and then waited for everyone to come around. And just ever since then, we've been pretty inseparable. So, um, I, I mean, I, we've been through so much in life and I just think that that's, that's pretty cool that we met at Disneyland and we didn't get married there, but we definitely had obviously a lot of Disney touches at our wedding. Um, but we're going to probably renew our vows. That's what we, t- we said. We'll probably renew our vows in Walt Disney World and Epcot or something. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I'm single right now, but that just makes me so happy to like hear those stories like about like, you know, people meeting their significant others at Disney or just being able to to share that common interest. Because like for me, like Disney is like super important. Um, I, I met like my last three girlfriends in Disney, which is like really funny. Like, and my friends always yell at me and tell me uh, to not uh, date Disney girls, but I, I, I just can't escape it. Don't date Disney, even though I'm going <laughs> against like, You're my married. own experiences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we, uh, I met my wife at Disney through a mutual friend as well. Uh, we met at Disneyland and then just kind of hit it off by following each other on social media and then, um, and then meeting each other, obviously outside of Disney, but also going on Disney dates. Uh, uh, sorry to rub it this in jamie's face just because he's single right now but <laughs> but it's i just fine. wanted to go you know kind of piggyback off of uh off of your experiences there uh brooke um but uh but we met at disney of course i proposed to disney but i got one on you we got married at disney yeah that's okay that's okay that's fine it's okay yeah. <laughs> man but it was an experience so definitely when you renew your vows with your husband please do it at Disney, whatever you can. I mean, we just, we did it at the Rose court gardens at the Disneyland hotel and it was beautiful. So I highly suggest it. And it's, it's reasonably priced. It's like competitively priced uh, when you do it there at the Disneyland hotel versus obviously inside the parks, which is like a minimum $150,000. I suggest not doing that. Yeah. That's expensive. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It was ridiculous, but, um, but yeah, anyways, just wanted to kind of segue into into piggybacking off of your experiences so jamie you'll find somebody thank Don't you worry. thank yeah. you if you have any um single disney friends uh just send them my instagram um my dms are open you'll be like come over <laughs> <laughs> let's ride something yes please come over <laughs> let's ride something <laughs> Um, th- that's so funny. Th- that's so funny that, that you say that. Thank you for, um, uh, recognizing my taglines. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. Um, anytime. So c- kind of wanted to switch gears. Uh, we haven't really um, talked like a whole lot of, um, current Disney ne- like news, but, um, like I'm still like surprised and like kind of like, um, God, I, I don't know how to phrase it, but just like the impact that 
Galaxy's Edge has had on the park, which is like to me, like not at all what I was expecting it to be like, because I thought when um, they announced it and like the hype was like, you know, super crazy. And then, um, you know, talking about how packed the park was going to be because of that new land. And then it opens and it was just kind of like a dud. I, I, I just I am still so surprised at how this whole thing turned out. Um, can you kind of give us your thoughts on that, Brooke and Garrett? Uh, y- yeah. Um, I'm really surprised, too. I think, you know, like, I just think there are certain things that weren't marketed as well as they needed to be. Um, in my personal opinion, like, I think a lot of people are being critic- like critical about it um, in the point where it's like, you know, this is something that's amazing and it will be amazing, especially when rise of the resistance opens up. And I know people are kind of like, Oh, well, the millennium, uh, or the millennium Falcon attraction, like that's only star tours, you know? And it's like, sure, absolutely. Um, it has a very similar, you know, take on it, but I, I just don't think people quite understand. And this is just me being, you know, me is I think people don't quite understand like the hard work that went into that. Like I have a lot of friends that were in Imagineering and a lot of friends that were in attractions that busted their butts and are still to this day busting their butts for um, Rise of the Resistance and how much time they spent away from like their family. Um, and I think that that's where my passion comes in because I've also been in their shoes. So that's kind of where my perspective is. It's more of like, you know, there's a lot of cast members and people that love this so much and they poured so much of their heart and soul into it to make it amazing. And I think people just are way too, got it way too hyped up in their minds. And so when it did kind of come to fruition, it wasn't like as exciting as they were thinking it was going to be. Um, but I, I mean, I've seen people straight up like I cried the first time I went through it. Uh, I thought it was amazing. I think it was super cool. And I think Rise of the Resistance is really going to be a neat attraction. I'm hoping that, you know, obviously we get it up and running and it's it's going without without any sort of flaw, like issues or anything um, by I think. What is it? January is when we're supposed to get it over here. Yeah. Uh, December for Walt Disney World, then January here. Um, but I, I, I liked it. I think that the play app with the Star Wars is not marketed, but like it's not marketed as well as it should be. Like, I think that that whole entire thing should be marketed to an extreme like amount, kind of like, you know how we did the, the hunting of the Jujus in Adventureland and then also like that um when it was in Frontierland, I forget what it was called in Frontierland, but you like walked around and you had like the money and stuff and you would I don't know, do you remember that when what they did that in Frontierland? It was kind of like um Ghost Town Alive a little bit, like from Knots. No, I actually never yeah, participated it, in that. Kids Garrett, do I you think know? I remember that. Yeah, wasn't it like it was like Rainbow Ridge versus like uh the other like, you know, fictional city in Frontierland and they had characters yeah. out and about? Yeah, I remember that. I didn't do that, but I did do the the scavenger hunt in Adventureland with like all the cool Indiana Jones like relics that you could collect. Yeah, I think that, that yeah. I think that Star Wars would be that the Galaxy's Edge would be really really more successful if they had it included something like that. Um, so it was more like interactive in the sense of you were using your phone to do stuff like that, but you were also kind of like Perry's a scavenger hunt, like in, in Epcot as well. Like you go around with like your phone and you, well, it used to be like they would give you like a, a pad thing, but now you use your phone and you just go around and you solve the clues. And I think you would get like, if you got like a prize, whether it was a pin or a sticker or something at the end, I think it would be 
more successful because I think that that's kind of what people are into right now is that kind of that scavenger hunt or that mystery of things and then getting an like a prize or something at the end. Um, cause I feel like the play app is not as played up as it should be. No pun intended. <laughs> um, but I just, I don't know. Like I, I think it, it's a, a great land. I think absolutely there could have been more things that were, could have been added to it, but budgetary cuts, you know, it's going to cut stuff out of it. And I think the summer was the deadest summer in the whole entire world, but it wasn't just dead for us. I mean, it was dead for all sorts of different things. It wasn't just, you know, it was not Sperry Farm. It was universal. I mean, Walt Disney World, I know, was really slow. Um, my side of the company was really slow. So I just think it was just in general, like a very slow summer. Not a lot of people are traveling. People are saving up. I mean, it's kind of you got to look at the bigger picture of like what's happening next year and what's ha- if stuff crazy stuff is happening next year. So maybe people aren't traveling. I don't know. I'm just making excuses at this point, <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion on Star Wars. I, I have a different, like a more, um, like to my heart reason why I love Star Wars and why I think it's, it is successful and why people maybe don't see it that way because they don't have those people that are close to them that, that loved it and brought, breathed life in it, into it. And like, we're such a, it was such a passion project, you know, that's why. Okay. That's like a really interesting take. Um, for me, I'm like, I guess I would still categorize myself as like a casual Star Wars fan because I, I just like recently started like getting into it. Like I'm not as deep as Garrett. Garrett's like way more knowledgeable than I am about it. But for me, like when I looked at the Galaxy's Edge opening, I was like, okay, this is cool. We got to be a part of history. Like it's not every day that Disneyland gets a brand new land. So I was definitely appreciative of that. And I enjoy Smuggler's Run. Um, The only issue that I have with that attraction is when they load you, they don't really randomize the roles. So whenever like Garrett and I, like I mainly go to the park with Garrett, it was normally just like the two of us. So whenever we board Smuggler's Run, um, you know, it's just two. So we normally get stuck with parties of four um, the majority of the time. And they just stick us in the back. And we like literally like the last like four times we, we got on it, we get stuck with the same roles. So I feel like I would enjoy that more if they actually ran and we were able to mix up the roles because you're able to trade but um, more often than not people look at Garrett and I and don't want to trade with us because they're with their party of four and they you know want to stick together so that's like my only issue with the attraction I, I, I think it's cool yeah people say it's Star Tours 2.0 which I'm not mad at um, you know I think it's more fun than just sitting there and watching a 3d video like it's cool to be interactive I just hope in the future maybe they do add more missions or something uh, that seems like it'd be possible just because there's so many buttons in there so uh, not really too much bad to say about the attraction and uh, the rest of the land looks cool I, I definitely like the attention to detail that they put in all the different parts of the land. And I'm really excited for the, the other attraction to open in January because in my eyes, galaxy's edge is like not fully open. Cause like we, obviously we just have like one of the two attractions open. So I, I I'm really excited and looking forward to having it um, like open up and be able to actually just experience the land in full. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that too. I'm excited for it to be kind of just open and ready to just be part of, you know, Disneyland and all of us can kind of enjoy it. And like, I'm not going to lie. There's times where I go into Disneyland and I forget it's there. Like, and it's not that it's star Wars, you know, star Wars or whatever. It just is to me. I'm not the biggest star Wars fan. Like I love star Wars. Um, but I'm not like, Oh my gosh, die hard. Um, 
so it's kind of like, I mean, honestly, like it's like kind of like critter country. Like I forget sometimes I'm like, even though I worked, that was my first attraction was Pooh Bear. Um, like I'll forget critter country, even though I love Splash Mountain, you know, it's like, I just don't go back that way. That's just how it is. You know, and Star Wars, unfortunately is kind of like that for me, but I honestly maybe go to Disneyland like maybe five times a year. It's just, it just isn't, I would love to go more often. It just, I just never get there. Like I just never get into Disneyland as much as I would like to go. So yeah. Wow. That's actually a, like a small number. I, I thought you would venture into the park more often than that. Um, like, I mean, I'll go for lunch or whatnot, like at work or like, um, when I was in my old role, I went like a lot, like I just go walk the park. Like I just go walk around and like, you know, just kind of get it, get out of the office or whatnot. Um, but now it's, it's just cause I'm not, I'm not necessarily, I'm not in the park, so I'm outside in another office. So I'm not even anywhere in, you know, not I'm near the parks, but I'm not. And I just never get in there. Like Jason and I, we had like a date night. I think sometime in July and that was pretty much it, you know, for since probably April or whatnot. Like it just is, it just, it just, we just don't get there as often. Um, so it's unfortunate, but I wish, I wish I got there more. Just, I don't know. The last time I saw you, um, you were randomly roaming the parks. Oh yeah. Where was I? <laughs> I, I, I was with Garrett and I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, it was like the walkway, you know, where, um, like the backside of like teacups and like storybook land. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was that, do we see each other or no? Yeah, no. Uh, Garrett and I said hi to you. Okay. So you guys, we stopped and talked. Okay. That's good. Yeah. See, sorry. This is how my mind works. If you think about it, like I'm, I, it's when I'm in the parks, like I, I was doing this thing for a while where I'd go out and just be in the parks just to kind of get away from the office and like how crazy it is at work. And so I just would go and like walk and just walk and walk and walk and walk. And like, I, I got to the point where it was such a regular thing for me that I, I, I loved it, but it almost was like, I, I didn't feel like I was experiencing Disneyland either. Cause it wasn't like I could just go ride a ride because what happens if I go ride a ride and I have to go back to the office like I'm sorry. And it broke down, you know what I'm saying? So like, I would get so, um, I would get so nervous about going or riding rides. So then I would just walk. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to just walk around Disneyland, but it's kind of nice to see what changes too, you know, or like go out and see people and, and be able to like talk, talk to people. And I, there's been times where I've actually seen you too, like in the parks, but you, you guys have been like a big group. And since I have like social anxiety, I'm like, I don't want to go up and like, be like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> And so I did, but now I'm going to bug you, you guys. I'll be like, Hey, how's it going? I'll bug you. Um, but there's been a couple of times where I've just seen you guys. And I'm just been like, okay, like I'm not going to go up and talk to them. Like they're enjoying their day. Like, I don't want to be like that weird cast member that comes up and everyone's like, who is this person? I don't know. Just cause that's just how it is. But I don't know. Maybe I'm a weirdo. <laughs> no, I, I definitely don't think you're a weirdo. Cause I've definitely been in that situation like plenty of times, but if you ever see me and Garrett in the park, like feel free to come say hi. Like it will never be weird, especially since, um, we're doing this podcast. I, I think it's definitely brought us like a little closer. So like I would never, um, be like weird about seeing you in person. I, it would be, you know, awesome to be able to see you in person and uh, just say hi. So, uh, you know, next time you see us, feel free to do that and know that it won't be weird. Yeah, definitely. It won't be weird. Don't be shy. And half the time, Jamie and I are just walking around figuring out what we're going to do next anyways to kill time while we're at Disneyland. That's, that's what I, uh, that's why I, I like about Disney is you can just go there and like walk around and 
hang out and see the sights of things and smell the smells and eat whatever you want to eat, which is what I love. But, um, I, I, it's just, it's just weird. Cause sometimes you're like, okay, like you don't want to bother people. And that's just me as a, as a human, I guess. I'm just like, okay, they're enjoying their day. Like they're having a fun time. And if they want to talk to me, like I'll totally talk to them. But if not, I'll just keep going on and keep going on my walk. And I like it though. Cause I like to go out and like talk to guests. Like I like to go talk to people and see how they're enjoying their day and help out how as much as I can. And it's, it's kind of cool to be in the parks cause I'm not in the parks for work. I'm not in there all day long. So it's kind of refreshing. You forget you work at Disneyland. Like I do all the time. Like I, I forgot where I was. I was backstage, um, in our D- uh, team Disney Anaheim building the other day. And I was, we were working on keys or something like that for the, our kiosks. And, um, I heard the train and I was like, Oh my God, I forgot I worked at Disneyland. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I forgot. Like, cause you just forget, like you don't, it's just not in your mind that you, you work for this amazing company and you're here and this is where you work is at Disneyland where these people are coming to enjoy, you know, time at, at this place where they've been saving up like a lot of their lives. So like to me, you, it's like refreshing. You're like, Oh my gosh. So walk to the park, get that feeling back. You're like, yeah, I work here. This is fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't imagine like how awesome that feels. <laughs> That's so crazy. It is. It's it's a good feeling. It's something that I, you know, I've loved and have loved forever. So I love when I'm in the parks and I see people with their first visit buttons because part of me is like, okay, like where have you been your whole life? But then part of me is just like, I'm happy you finally made it because like, like for me, like I, I don't take Disneyland for granted because like, obviously I, I pay a ton of money to go there all the time, but it's just like, it, it never gets old to me. Like I could literally go there every day and it just still makes me so happy. So when I see those buttons, it, it just gets me stoked that there's like still people out there who are being able to get to experience it for the first time and feel that magic. Yeah. Those people are amazing. Yeah. My like whenever I think about that, though, like you have to think like, you know, yeah, we we do spend a whole lot of money on like like at least for Jamie and I like uh, annual passes. I'm obviously sure you, you know, you get in with your um, with your cast member badge. But like when you see those first visit, you know, you have to think like, where are they from? Are they from like somewhere in middle America and they spent like X amount of dollars to just come for like a few days a week? where, you know, we're paying, I don't know, a a good amount, you know, still to come, but like, it's not like a whole family's worth of a week of Disneyland passes, hotels, air travel time, travel money, you know, spending all that money to come, you know, we're just there. Like, we're like, oh, we're here for a few hours. We'll probably come back tomorrow (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) You know, that's, that's the biggest thing I get, um, which sucks because I have to turn a lot of people down, but I mean, I get it all the time. Hey, can you sign me into Disneyland? (laughs) Hey, do you have any discounts or promos or anything? And uh, I mean, my hard answer is always no. And that sucks. Like it's not that I don't want to sign people into Disneyland, but like it, I know it's expensive and I get it. It's crazy expensive to go there, but it's an experience like no other. And it's going to be a different type of quality. I mean, you could go to the fair, and go experience the fair and you know that going to Disneyland is going to be a hundred times better or a hundred times different. You know, that quality is what Disney is. You know, that's what we are Disney and uh, cast members are, we're held to that standard and we have to, to continuously be held to that standard. And um, I mean, I, I've had my fair share of run-ins with cast members where I'm like, okay, but <laughs> other than that, you know, you just keep continue to be positive and you see cast members that are doing amazing and helping out those families that have never been there before 
before and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I love it. And you get to talk. I love meeting families that it's their first time. Like I try to hook it up with some magic or whatnot. And I mean, I'm not saying that for anyone who's listening is like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the first visit button because that's not it at all. But um, you talk to those families, you do that discovery and figure out what that family is here for and what they're celebrating. And sometimes it's really positive and sometimes it's really sad. And you're just there for them and you, you like it and you reach out to them and help them out as much as you can because it's their first visit. They want to have a magical time. So that's what I'm here for. And that's awesome. I'm happy that like you get excited about that stuff because I, as being a guest, like it's cool to know that um, the cast members actually care. And you definitely do see that because like obviously we have other um, th- we have like other theme parks in the area. And when I visit the other ones, I can definitely tell a, a difference in like the quality of service. Yeah. Um, Garrett probably knows this cause he probably hears it from his wife all the time. And it, it's, it's like the best worst thing sometimes. Cause, um, you are held to that, that standard being a cast member. And there's times where you just want to be like, what are you thinking? <laughs> there's been times where stuff has happened. Like I'm, I've been spit on, I've been punched before I've been pushed multiple times. I've been called every single name you could possibly think of. Um, and it just was one of those things where you're just like, okay, like, okay, people, like, what are you going to do? You know? And you just have to continue to just live your life and and you just kind of go home and be like, okay, that happened. And like, move on because otherwise, you know, like it's not, it's nothing that's against you. It just is those people are having that bad of a day or they, it's just been built up that bad. Um, and you know, cast members have to continue to smile through it and just be like, okay, you know, when something t- totally tragic is happening and somebody's like spitting on you or pushing you or punching you or doing something negative and you're just like, okay, yep, sure. I'm like literally just sitting here in shock. Like you've been spit on and punched at while you're working. Um, yeah, I actually happened when I was working guest control back in the day. Um, so it was like, I, I, obviously everything tragic really happens on New Year's Eve because that's when people just don't care. Like our 4th of July, either those two days, like 4th of July, one year, this poor pregnant lady was so sick and she was throwing up all over the place and like paramedics couldn't get through across main street. It was just like insane. And this is like way back in the day. Like this is many, 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 many moons ago and um it, it was just so sad and the paramedics like you you try to tell people hey move so the paramedics can get through and like no one's listening to you and you're like oh my gosh and so then you know just paramedics are just pushing through the sea of people to try and get to this lady so they can help her out you know and um i i mean it was it was new year's eve for the time i got like punched like this guy was just not having it and i kept telling him to move out of the walkway and he's like well where should i go and i would tell him and he wouldn't listen to me and so um that was the only time i think i've ever taken off my name tag because it was just that insane like i was like i'm not i'm not going down with this ship (laughs) so yeah it's insane how times people really treat you when they get upset or they want what they want and they can't have it. And you're just trying to teach them how to, to go a certain way or to try to tell them where they can go. And they just don't want to have it. And this guy just like swung at me and I was like, okay. And he, he, he got me right in the shoulder. Um, and then when I got spit on, I got spit on. I You get spit on all the time. Like kids, kids are jerks. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, especially like that late teenager, you know, type of t- child, like they don't care. And if this, this, these people didn't speak English and I was like, okay. <laughs> Damn. That's, that's so insane. Cause like, I've like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but like, I, I've never thought to do that to anybody 
I'm in Disneyland just because I, I love it so much. Um, yeah, that just blows my mind. Yeah, those are just people with like lower morals or standards. But I mean, obviously, that's people who, you know, that's, you know, there's going to be people like that going to Disneyland. Um, unfortunately, that's just people out, out in the world. You know, humans are, are disgusting, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, True. I definitely, I've never heard of my wife getting like that, you know, like punched or, or spit on maybe spit on maybe but there are definitely times where like she dreads walking uh, you know uh through the park after like a long shift that was just like a horrible bad off god awful shift and she has to walk from you know trat you know down uh down uh you know the outside of buena vista street through the circle and then down past like where award wieners is to get through and like she she dreads, you know, guests just coming up to her and asking her a question or anything just because she has a, you know, a, a name tag on or a, her cast member ID on. Oh, yeah. The struggle is real. <laughs> yeah, that's a long walk. I didn't realize she had to travel that far. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is from like Lamplight Lounge or, you know, uh, used to be uh, Ariel's Grotto slash Cove Bar. Cause I, I know she has to walk through at some point there, but I know from Trat, yeah, she has to walk from Trat towards Buena Vista street, half circle down to like near award wieners and then go through there. I know like back in the day when I worked critter country attractions, I got a all coveted ball lot parking pass, which meant that I parked like right next to where the structure was. Um, and so right there, that's a super easy walk from ball lot to Woody the Pooh. Like that's fantastic. Somehow I got that and they didn't give them out to the cast members in that area. And so everyone hated me. Um, they didn't really, but it was just one of those things where they were like, how did you even get this? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, but eventually they took away that parking lot. So you couldn't scan in to go into that parking lot anymore. And so, um, I had a to basically go to K lot, which is Cattell lot, which is right next to Toy Story lot, get on the shuttle, take the shuttle to, to Harbor point, get off on Harbor point and then walk across from Harbor point, which is next to where like Toy Story lot, buses drop off kind of around that area, all the way backstage on stage, all the way to mansion or Pooh bear. I mean, that's a long walk. Like if you think about that, and like, you know, you have to clock in at your location. So it's like you have to plan. And like I would I would I lived in Anaheim and I would leave an hour early um, just because, you know, you never know how long shuttles are going to take. You never know how much traffic is going to be on harbor. Um, and it's it's definitely come, become less congested now. Like they, there are lots that are there are closer or closer walking distance. Um, but still, like, that's insane. You still are walking, you know, sometimes 10, 15 minutes to your car and uh you know, you clock out and you don't get home for, you know, you, you, that's, that's part of your walking time now is it's actually a walking time. You are walking upwards of 20 minutes, 30 minutes sometimes to your next location. So, or to your car. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that's like a long, long time. Cause like, even for me, like being a guest, if I'm going to, if I'm at the park and I know I have other plans, like I literally have to plan ahead to leave a good chunk of like amount of time, like beforehand, just so I can get out of the park into my car and then be able to get to my next plans on time. Yeah. I mean, it's a big property. Um, that's crazy how you had a ball lot, uh, parking pass. Cause 
Lexi had one when she was working Central Central Bakery because uh, I've tried to show Jamie where Central Bakery is so many times. I don't know if I've finally showed him where it is, but I mean, it's right there, you know, right next to um, uh, Mickey and Friends parking. Um, and she used to park there, you know, while working at uh, the Central Bakery because they gave all the employees who worked there those uh, ball lot passes. Yeah. Um, I don't even know like how long that bakery has been there. I don't even know what, what used to be there or if it was there back in the day. Cause I know that there's like the cooler room and all that stuff are there or whatever they call it. Um, but I mean, this was in 2008 is when I, I was there and I had the ball lot pass. And so that, that is like a long time ago. And so I remember they would let us park there and then underneath obviously the structure, um, and then on that second floor of Daisy, and that was pretty much it. Um, but I don't know how I got that ball out pass. That was insane when I got it, and everyone was super jealous of me. And I was like, sorry about it. And I and I live so close by, too. It was so insane. So whatever. But now you have to scan in. Like, this was way back in the day when you didn't have to scan in. Now you have to have a cast ID to scan in. You have to have your ID to scan to any cast member lot. Um, and it will literally reject you if you don't have a proxy to that that gate. Yeah, even um, guests used to be able to just walk through there to get like to the structure. They don't allow that. I don't think anymore. You have to be a cast member to even walk through to that parking lot. Yeah, I think that I think that you're right, because it's I mean, technically, that's a backstage area because of the bakery and all the other things, because that's also where like security's at. And there's like other things that are over there, like parking's there. So, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure in that lot too, they used to, I don't know if they still do, but they used to temporarily put like decorations for the park there overnight to like get ready to either, you know, uh, you know, um, put up or tear down. So like for like, obviously we're in Halloween time right now during this podcast, but, um, you know, like the pumpkin, um, themed, uh, fab fives that they put up at the turnstiles, they would keep those sometimes like overnight just to get ready to either put them up or tear them down right there in that parking lot. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And that's it's kind of used as a staging area for all the fun holiday stuff to come. And I mean, that's just it's just that's the closest place, I guess, and except for backstage. And right now we're kind of strapped on space. So I can understand that them using that as a staging area. That makes sense. I actually um, parked in the structure the other day and I, I noticed that they were still doing like major construction on the ground level. Uh, I think it used to be Chippendale. Yeah. Is, is that going to be, um, you know, for uh, cast members or is that just going to be still like a lot for guests? I bet it'll just be a lot for guests. I think, I think it's, I'm wondering what they're going to do. Like, because right now Simba lot. So that lot that's like kind of behind paradise pier hotel that's downtown Disney parking right now is also a cast member lot. So it's a mix in of cast member and guests. And I'm going to tell you right now, like that is, insane sometimes like to get out of that lot sometimes is upwards of like 20 minutes because you have to wait for people to pay and there's not just like a separate cast member line so that's kind of insane um because that's where i park and so it's like you will scan in because you have your own cast member entrance but then there's no cast member exit so then you're literally like having to wait to scan out every single ever basically every single day which is kind of crazy 
So um, the other night, I think I spent like 20 minutes in line waiting because there was like an accident or something there because somebody had hit somebody. And so then it just took forever. And I just was like, oh, my gosh, because it's not it's not just cast members that know, you know, how to scan their ID and get out. It's guests that have to pay for downtown Disney parking. So it's kind of crazy. That is crazy. I I, I can't remember the last time I actually got into that lot because I, I, I think I've only been in there like when I've gone like really early. Yeah, um, I think it's it's like right now it's all only downtown Disney parking, but I'm wondering if they're going to eventually make, you know, the structure be also part of that. I don't know. Who knows what they're going to do with that? But I haven't even been in the new structure yet. Uh, Garrett and I, um, we were there like a couple of days before they actually started using it. We just kind of um, bypassed some barricades and took the elevator to the top floor. It was Dude, actually, you're outing us. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's open now. It's fine. But um, yeah, it, it was so strange because like Garrett and I rode it up to the top floor and we could just see like clear across the entire lot. And it, it just like was so big and it was just so like crazy to see it just empty and still really fresh. Like not, like there hadn't been like a car up there. That's pretty cool. Um, I like that. That's neat. <laughs> Yeah, but um, when we were up there, that pedestrian bridge wasn't um, finished. So that's still something that I need to check out. Yeah, I've not been able to walk across the bridge yet. So hopefully sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And like, I'm curious where it it, like lets out because I I know it goes from like the structure to like downtown Disney. But do you know exactly where the walkway ends? Garrett, have you been there? Do you know yet? No, I want to, I want to walk it. I know it's open now, but I mean, my best guess is just, it's on the side of parking right there. And then you just walk up to like, you know, where security check is for downtown Disney right there. I would imagine. Yeah. I was kind of surprised there weren't a lot of announcements at D23 about that. And like, in my personal opinion, I thought they were going to kind of extend it out, like extend out downtown Disney towards the parking structure a little bit more, um, with like a security, like, a like a pretty, like, real secure security checkpoint right there right as you cross over the bridge or like once you get over the bridge what either way um and i think the security checkpoint is still where it it was you know right there next to between espn and um rainforest cafe which both rest in peace because they're both gone um but I was kind of surprised that there weren't more announcements about that at D23 about, you know, where what they were going to put in there and if they were going to extend out downtown Disney and kind of make it more like Disney Springs in Florida, because I think that that's kind of what they what I personally thought they were going to go more towards. But I guess not for right now. Yeah, that would be a dream because I love Disney Springs. Like I feel like I could spend way more time there than in our downtown Disney. I agree with that. Yeah, they they need to put in a unique clue. I think it would be to do so well at our at downtown Disney. But um, I think all that expansion was really dependent upon the hotel that they were going to put there. And then, you know, they got the kibosh by the city. So um, so they kind of just X, you know, kind of put that on the back burner. And I was really surprised at how bad like that whole situation turned out because the like with the closing of all the businesses in downtown Disney, you're like, OK, this seems like a for sure thing. And then like they had that big debacle with like the placement of the hotel and them just kind of like backing out of it. And it was just so strange. 
like it was cool to see like Earl of Sandwich come back, but we're still missing the theater. Uh, Rainforest Cafe is still closed. And then um, I'm not sure if that pop up Disney thing is still going on in the ESPN zone building. She gone. Yeah, it's oh, really? gone. I didn't. We didn't even get to go, dude. I know. Uh, we, we kept talking about it, but we just never pulled the trigger. I know. We're like never over there, man. Yeah, I think like the only time we're ever down on that side is if we're going to Trader Sam's. Yep. Shout That's out Trader fan- Sam's. Yeah, fantastic. This video is sponsored by, or this podcast is sponsored by Trader Sam's. This oh, video. <laughs> actually, by Safari Swizzles. Dude. <laughs> That, that's a perfect um, segue. Okay, Brooke, um, you're like a big advocate for Adventureland Day. Can you talk about like how you got into that and why you're so um, down for that day? Yeah, um, I run it with Tiki Tony. Oh, um, really? Yeah, so Christopher Bonomo, Tiki Tony, and I run that. What? Um, I had no idea. Yeah, so I just kind of, you know, like... Tony's kind of like the face of it all. So it's kind of one of those things where I don't think people like under know that like we do that, but we've been, I like am part of the, um, like I run the, like the, whatever it is, like we all kind of get part of it, but I help run like our Facebook group and then also our, um, social media stuff. And, uh, I've actually been working for Tony since 2013. So, um, you know, I've been working for him and his family forever. And then when he kind of came to me and was like, eventually in day, I was like, let's do it. And so we kind of started it up and then, you know, obviously he has such a big following and he's so well loved and received by the Tiki community. Uh, everyone loved it. And so I've made some really amazing friends from that and got to meet a lot of really amazing people, um, not just in and out of the Tiki community, because it's kind of a mixture of Tiki and then Adventureland stuff and kind of that 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 last existing love and passion for the Adventurers Club, which was in Pleasure Island and Walt Disney World. Um, which is, has the SEA ties, which if you have ever done any research about that, it has like, you know, from Mystic Manor in Hong Kong and it has the Tower of Terror in Japan, um, all have SEA ties and a lot of Imagineers are kind of involved in that, um, which I have some good knowledge about, uh, but it's kind of a mixture of those things. So we love it and I love it. And that's just kind of what we've been doing. So I think what is our third year should be this next year. And that's in March. I don't remember the dates exactly. Cause I'm also running my other expo. Cause I run another expo. I run, I run the SoCal retro gaming expo. And so those are my two days that I really focus on and run. So I, I and they're really close together this next year. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's March is going to be a crazy month for me. <laughs> That's, you know, I'm just sitting here in my mind's like so blown because I had no idea that you were a part of it. Because obviously, like I, I, I follow you on Instagram and I see your posts about it, but I, I literally had no idea that you had a hand in it. I think that's so awesome. Yeah, like Tony does a lot of artwork, obviously, and he really, like, really puts in the time and effort for the stuff like that. But um, like we just just trying to make sure that stuff is taken care of. Like the first year, I know I really helped out. The second year, like I didn't help out as much as I would have liked to because work was kind of crazy. I was getting my real estate license for work, so it was kind of like insane. Um, but this this year, this next year, I'll definitely have a little bit of a bigger hand and and making sure that 
that that I can help out and have help out Tony and whatnot. And um, like I just recently went up and helped Tony pack boxes for his new Tiki bug that just came out. And so I try to be stay involved with whatever it is. And like Tiki Land was this last weekend. So I was there, you know, slinging Tiki, Tiki Tony merchandise. So, um, you know, we try to make sure that we keep it fresh throughout the years. But Adventureland Day is such a big thing. And a lot of people love that. It just is trying to make sure that people are staying in line of the costume guides, because obviously those are some really strict things that we need to make sure that we aren't being too outlandish with our costumes. So, um, well, the Adventureland Day in Florida, like that whole entire thing is way more put together and crazy than ours. Like it's two different days because they have like a storyline and they have characters and they have like a storyline with their characters and all this crazy stuff versus our day is just kind of like a get together. Like people want to just dress up and talk about Adventureland stuff or talk about SEA, um, you know, Adventurers Club stuff, things along those lines. So I don't know if I, I said the SEA stands for Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Okay. So, yeah, that's awesome. So uh, I was aware of it the first year and I, I wanted to do it. But there was like a period of time where I was going to Disneyland like alone. Didn't really have like um, people who were down to go. Garrett wasn't in the picture at this time. And then uh, Garrett and I became friends and this uh, past Adventureland Day, I was talking to Garrett about it, and we were throwing around ideas of. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat's being weird. Um, Garrett and I were throwing out ideas of um, what we could wear because I, I really wanted to go to the event, and um, I don't know if Garrett's idea would have been appropriate for um, the, the day. <laughs> I'll let him speak on that. Um, but like, we were so close to um, actually going, but like, it just didn't end up happening. But um, I really, really want to go to the upcoming one, Garrett. Let's go. Let's stop messing yeah. around and let's actually I'm do it. I'm down. I want to go, but I want to go as my idea. So okay. ask Brooke if it's Brooke. okay. All right, Brooke, tell me, tell me that I don't have the cut for it as far as body type, but I want to wear, you know, either a black blank t-shirt or a blank, uh, black tank top camo pants, and then have a red bandana around my head and then maybe have some like dirt on my face and maybe a little blood splatter. And I'm going to go as Rambo for adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Definitely do that. Um, absolutely hundred percent. Um, I will die the whole entire time. All right, then it's Dude. happening. I'm, I'm All right. doing Rambo. All right, you got the okay from Brooke, so we have to do it this year. Or um, it's okay. You do you be Rambo, Garrett, and then Jamie. You have to do like be like Schwarzenegger from Predator or something like that. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> game over, man. Oh wow. Okay. All right. We, we have some time to plan out, but okay, we're gonna be there. 2020 Adventureland Day. I'm down. I'm ready for it. Let's adventure. I'm, I'm trying to, I wore, I wore the same outfit like two years in a row this year. I was like trying to, to, to have my Mary Oceaneer who is part of the SEA or whatever. And I was trying to be like, kind of like her, but I think next year I might just do like a, a jungly dress or something like that. I don't know. Don't steal my costume idea. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, is that okay to repeat outfits? Because I've definitely toyed around with the idea of um, repeating outfits for Dapper Day just because I just don't want to spend money on a new outfit. Don't go. I like I'm so for thrifting any outfit for any day whatsoever. Like I, if you're going to go out and spend money, like 
I know people that have worked so hard on their outfits for Dapper Day, for Adventureland Day, for Tiki Land Day, for like all these different days. And I like love it and I appreciate it and I'm totally there for it. But I'm also for going and just getting whatever you can find at, you know, Goodwill or going to your local thrift store and just finding something that kind of is adventure or looks nice and, and just going. And people are too critical nowadays and Adventureland Day is definitely not that. Um, you know, if you've ever kind of followed Tony or Tiki Tony, you've ever seen his Instagram, it's all about just kind of that next step. Like nothing is perfect. Um, and, and nothing is put together as well as a lot of people think it is. So we just, you know, we just wear like whatever and there's no sense that you can repeat whatever you want. Like I have no problem with that. I repeat outfits quite a bit, actually. I'm pro well, obviously when you wear a costume for your life, you repeat outfits every day of your life. Yeah, I feel like I would feel like I was in like a 90s cartoon, like Doug or like, hey, Arnold. Yeah, that'd be fantastic, actually. Yeah. Okay. I've repurposed uh, my actually the suit I wore at my wedding the past two dapper days to into like almost two different uh, themed costumes. Um, It's kind of crazy. I mean, I, I believe in that thrifting, you know, yeah, for sure. Go all out and make a really awesome costume. But it's you know, not everyone can, can swing it. So I, <laughs> the last two times I went as, uh, Ursula, since I had like a purple blazer uh, and I kind of based it off Ursula. And then the second time I based it off of the evil queen. Cause she kind of has that same purple in uh, some of her outfits. So, uh, but yeah, it's definitely repurposing is awesome, but also going all out and kind of creating something new is cool too. And are you going to Dapper Day in November, Brooke? Uh, I think, isn't it like the the 17th or something like that? Or like this eight, the 15th? I don't know. Do you know what day it is? Yeah, it's actually the um, first Sunday of November. It's November 3rd. So if I'm not working, that's my biggest struggle with me is I could be working it. Um, if I'm not working it, then maybe, uh, maybe I can try and get Jason to go. But if not, then I'll probably will be sitting on the sidelines being dapper at work. Um, that's usually how it goes. Okay. Well, I hope, um, either scenario you enjoy your time. Yeah. Hopefully I'll get to, I try to see, I try to do as many days as possible, like if I can, but, um, unfortunately sometimes dapper day is is the one the one that i kind of that kind of gets away from me but i do have friends that work at the expo or they um actually vented the expo so like i try to swing by and see them it just depends that's awesome i've never actually done the expo i did it like one of the first years it was around and it was really it was pretty cool um I, I like that they have like all the vintage you know vendors and whatnot and they always have like cool dancing going on and um I, I think it's it's a, it's a good thing for people that, you know, are, are just getting into vintage probably or like want to get into vintage and they want to learn a little bit more. Um, it's it's good for them to kind of, you know, be able to do it and have have that that firsthand touch of all the cool stuff that they have. So Dapperty is huge now. That's insane. It's on both coasts and it's, you know, they have conventions, I think, on both coasts, too now. Yeah. And it also happens twice a year, which is oh, insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Good for them. That's I'm glad that they've they've grown that much. It's that's pretty cool. I don't think Adventureland Day will ever be like that because we just can't do stuff like that. <laughs> but I think it's good that you know there's there's people out there that that care about 
you know, that vintage, the vintage passion so much that that's what they're doing. I love it. I just um, want to uh, somehow get a hold of a time machine and show up on opening day. Yeah, let's do it. Hot tub time machine. <laughs> okay. It's All right. Um, whoever whoever gets a hold of a time machine first, um, contact the others and we'll travel back to 1955 and we'll um, hopefully not stick out like sore thumbs and uh, enjoy the park how it was. Yeah, we'll have to figure out how to be like low key about it so people aren't asking questions about us future people. Yeah, tattoos would probably be a dead giveaway, so we have to cover that that up for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna right. wear a turtleneck and gloves. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way because I have stuff on my hands. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, it'll it'll work. Okay, well. Honestly, this has gone way better than I, I ever expected. And obviously, <laughs> Garrett, you and I talk all the time, so this is um, normal. But Brooke, this has definitely been a pleasure. Like, I, I there's um, like so many more things that I, I want to talk about, but I, I want to save that for future episodes. So I would like to have you back on in the future if you're willing. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever you guys want to talk about, if you guys even want to talk about something in particular, like be like, okay, give me your worst guest stories. I'm going to be like, all right, how much time do you have? <laughs> Four hours late there. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, uh, next year, Garrett and I and another friend, Johnny, we're going to Japan. So um, whenever I have you back on, I want to talk about your crazy trip in Asia and how you hit like all those different parks in one go. Yeah, before you go, like, let's let's talk about it, because I I think I have like the most tips about it um, because of the fact that we this was definitely like the most bougie trip. And my husband was totally like, yep, this is going to be a bougie trip and we don't care. And it totally was. So I have a lot of really, really amazing pros and cons to what we did and how uh, Japan is fantastic. It doesn't matter. So um, you could go to Japan and like just sleep on the streets and it would be like probably amazing. But (laughs) (laughs) okay, that's good to know yeah amazing so yeah i'm totally down to talk about that because that was a really cool experience and i have a lot of really um cool stories about that whole entire trip so okay well hell yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it uh garrett is there anything you want to say before we go uh yeah i mean it's just it was a pleasure um speaking uh you know having a nice open conversation with uh you brooke and, and you jamie even though you know jamie and i do this all the time but yeah definitely would look forward to you know having having you on Jamie's podcast again, and maybe I'll be lucky enough to join again as well. But uh, um, but yeah, it was a pleasure speaking to both of you. And then uh, shout out to Disneyland, shout out to Brooke, shout out to Jamie, shout out to Lexi. I love you. And uh, yeah. All right. Well, before we go, I, I got to make this clear. We are now officially Disney influencers because this has been the second official episode so garrett whenever i do these you're always going to be here so um uh whatever um you have in your head where you think you might not be here you're going to be here you're an official (laughs) influencer now so um i hope you take that um role um with pride and you you can't outlive it so that's just it for now all right. Well, I appreciate it. I was just trying to be humble, but all right, we're in it to win it. All right. <laughs> and Brooke, um, any last words before we go? 
No, thank you guys so much for having me on. I totally appreciate it. And um, I'll see you guys soon. I will definitely see you guys soon. I'm not going to be awkward and not say hi when I see you guys in the park. I'll be like, hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> all right. Well, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, thank all of you for tuning in to this um, episode of our Disney Influencers podcast. We definitely appreciate it. Until next time. 